this is Chris from The Point, a church where you can come as you are and you can text in your questions. You may not be sure what you believe about God, Jesus, faith, or the Bible, and that's okay, because faith is not about having it all figured out, and God is not waiting for you to put your life together before He'll connect with you. If you'd like to find out more about The Point, you can visit our website at thepointknox.com or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at The Point Knox. Don't hesitate to contact us or join us in person every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. at the Regal Downtown West Cinema 8, located at 1640 Downtown West Boulevard. We pray this message has an impact in your life, or at least makes it easy for you to connect with God where you are. Good morning, guys. It is so good to join you today, and it's so strange to join you in this setting. But I am very grateful that you're here with us. This last week was kind of weird for me. I don't know what it was like for you. But this last week, every day, my my inbox and my email was just blowing up with businesses and companies and, and churches, all trying to say, here's how we're going to connect with you during this crazy time. Every day they were saying, this is what we're going to do differently to try to help you experience us and the things we're pushing on a regular basis. Uh, Among the things that I was getting and I was seeing was all kinds of pastors asking the question, how do we keep connecting people with the gospel? How do we keep sharing the gospel in this unique time? And I don't know about you, but for me, some of this week was a little... Uh, nerve-wracking as well as I watched the news and I saw death tolls begin to rise at some pretty rapid rates, especially in other parts of the world like Italy. And my heart was heavy for those who are dying and those who are afraid and those who are being stuck at home. Uh, I, I began to realize one of the things we need right now is a little bit of comedy because comedy will help ease the tension and ease the, the fear we're feeling. And thankfully, If you need some comedy or something to ease the tension, you can always count on the wonderful world of internet memes. My wife sent me a meme this week that I really appreciated. Uh, We're going to put it up for you on the screen. It's this meme of Forrest Gump, and just like that, we all became televangelists. Because sure enough, uh, every pastor I know, every person in the church is saying, how do we continue to connect online in this digital age during this season? And I had a good laugh at that. Just like that, we all became televangelists. And so today I decided to honor the spirit of televangelists by wearing my most expensive, fanciest pair of shoes. Turns out it's just my flip-flops. Uh, I don't actually own any nice shoes, so I really need to learn how to be a televangelist. But I was preparing for today, and I was thinking about, in this time, what should I share with you guys? What is God saying that we need to hear? And I found it really wonderful how God works. See, the text that we are looking at today, the scripture, his word that we're going to explore, in this text, Jesus is sharing the word of God in a rather unique way, to a rather unique people, in a time that people weren't expecting. A little-known thing about Jesus often overlooked is Jesus began his ministry actually as a traveling preacher, a traveling teacher. If you look in the Gospel of Luke, uh, on multiple occasions, Jesus goes into the synagogue and he teaches the people. And he, he speaks in such a way that they're amazed at his authority. They're amazed at his wisdom. They're amazed at all that he can speak. 
But then on top of it, he doesn't just speak, he begins to do things. Some pretty incredible things that prove the words he speaks are true. As we explore this series, Behold the Man, as we look at Jesus in depth and say, Who is this man that we should worship him? Today we're going to look at his calling of the disciples, where he reaches out in a pretty unique and odd way to connect new people, to empower them with a purpose and a mission that is unlike any other. So if you have your Bibles and you want to follow along, join me in Luke chapter 5. If you're online, on the church online resources that we have available, you can find there a place to read the scripture there online on your phone. Um, You can write some comments in the live stream or the Facebook. We want to engage in conversation with you. Now, before we jump into the scripture, I know some of you are joining us at home with your kids or in small groups with some other people. Some of you are joining us um, just by yourself. What I want to ask you to do is will you take a moment today and take a selfie, or if your phone doesn't take selfies, take a picture of some kind, and and just share it online on on social media, your preferred social media, uh, with the hashtag at Point Knox. Just tag us, either with a hashtag or the at symbol. I don't know how all that works. That'd be something for Emily to figure out. Uh, But just share who you are uh, worshiping with this morning. And let us see that in person. And if you want to chime in on Facebook in the conversation and, and dialogue, Emily's going to be um, doing some moderating, responding, and talking back and helping address the things you're bringing up. So please feel free to do that as we go. Here we are, Luke chapter 5, Behold the Man. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret also known as the Sea of Galilee. Jesus has been teaching in synagogues. He's been traveling from town to town, sharing God's word. In the previous chapter, he goes into the synagogue and he opens up the scroll to Isaiah and he reads in Isaiah about the day of the Lord, when the Lord will come, how he will make people new, he'll heal the sick, he'll set the captive free. He reads about all of this and then he says, Behold, that day is today. It's in front of you. I am this person, this one who fulfills these things. And the religious leaders, they get really annoyed. They, in fact, get really angry. And they don't like Jesus claiming that he is the fulfillment of the Old Testament promises. And we see Jesus, he continues to travel and to preach and to share God's word. And everywhere he goes, people are amazed and astonished at the things he says. In this one occasion, he goes to preach the word, to share the word, and there's a whole crowd eager to hear what God has to say. This phrase, to hear the word of God, is one that is used throughout the Old Testament, and even in the New Testament, and in the early church, it's one to describe those who are eager to grow in faith, to connect with God and experience God in all kinds of ways. I understand what makes this chapter so unique, this story so incredible. Uh, I want to back up a little bit. There was a custom uh, in the synagogues where people would come and preach as one with authority. They would come as a traveling teacher and they would teach the people God's word. They'd teach them his laws. They'd teach them how to apply their his word to their life. And, and what would happen is anytime a guest teacher would come to a new town, 
this teacher would be invited into the house of the religious leaders, uh, into the place where they live, and, and they would share a meal together, and they would eat. In preparation, they would hear a little snippet, some of what was coming, some of the great teaching this teacher had to share. And it was both their screening process, but also a means of giving something extra and something bonus to those who were deemed worthy, to those who were deemed important enough to be there in that preview meeting, that sneak peek behind the scenes before the day in the synagogue actually came. Jesus comes and he's not doing this. In fact, he's going to the crowds and going to the people and he's speaking with them. About half a chapter earlier, uh, he finds out that that Simon, who's also called Peter, his mother-in-law is sick, and he goes in and he eats with Simon and he heals his mother-in-law of a high fever. Jesus, he's he's going to places people aren't expecting and doing things that don't fit the norm. On one occasion, when the crowd was pressing in to hear the word, he was standing by the lake of Gennesar, and he saw two boats by the lake. But the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. To me, it's a little strange to uh, be teaching his word and sharing his word from a couch. This is a first for me. I've never done it before. Some of you have live streamed with us in the past, and so it's maybe normal to participate from the couch, but I've never shared from a couch. I, I couldn't imagine being Jesus and seeing such a crowd gathered, not practicing social distancing at all, such a crowd gathered that he would get into a boat and go out into the sea so he could speak and all could see and hear. It says that he sees these fishermen who are no longer in their boats, but instead they're washing their nets. They had finished their task for the night. They had spent the evening out fishing, and as we find out, they were incredibly unsuccessful. It goes on. And when he'd finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. The people Jesus goes to speak to and goes to include in his journey, in his mission of connecting the disconnected and and proclaiming God's word in this time, he goes to fishermen who'd spent the entire night fishing. Now, I like fishing. Uh, I, I enjoy it. I'm really terrible at it. But I imagine after a whole evening of fishing, as they're cleaning the nets, these men did not smell the best. They probably looked worn out and tired and exhausted. But Jesus recruits them. I need your help to proclaim this word. And he goes out on a boat and he shares this word. And then he says to them, cast your nets into the deep part of the sea so that you can catch some fish. And I I like Simon's response. He, He responds, Master, we've done this already. We've tried the things you're telling us to do. We did this before and it didn't work. But then he has a second half of the response. He says next, But at your word, I will let down the nets. He says, look, I know that we've tried it in our own power. We've done the best we can do, and we were completely unsuccessful. But if you insist, if you think this will work, if you ask us to, we will do what you ask us to do. This idea of being a hearer of the word is is something connected with faith throughout all of the scripture. 
But also there's a follow-up. Hearers of the words then in faith become doers of the words. People who hear what God has to say then in turn begin to do what he has to say and it changes everything. Peter, he, he responds to Jesus and says, hey, we've tried. We've been unsuccessful. We've failed all night long. But you know what? If you tell us to do it, we'll try it again. And then something rather incredible happens. They catch a lot of fish. Here's what it says. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. After a whole night of unsuccessful fishing, uh, this career that was literally the way they put food on the table, it was the way they provided for their family, it was their way of life. After all of their way of life had been unsuccessful that night, everything they knew to do on their own didn't work. Jesus speaks and invites them to trust him. Cast your nets. So they do. And suddenly they catch more fish than their boat can handle. Their nets begin to break. Their boat begins to sink. They recruit an additional boat to help them. And that boat begins to sink as well. Can you imagine this moment for these fishermen? These ordinary people? See, what's really remarkable is when there was a traveling teacher who came, he spent his time with those who most deserved it. He spent his time with the, the elite, the religious high class, the people who were the most well-trained and, and most knowledgeable and the ones really equipped to do God's work. Not Jesus. He spends his time with the masses. He spends his time with fishermen who were not very highly regarded. In fact, a little bit later, he calls a guy named Levi who was a tax collector. Jesus spent his time with these fishermen and these tax collectors and prostitutes. He spent his time with the people everybody else thought were not worth it. Not good enough or trained enough or knowledgeable enough. They were the ones to be left to the side. Not for Jesus. He spends his time with those who are oft forgotten. He spends his time with those who are often ignored, with those who are deemed the least of these and he invites them into something incredible. Jesus speaks, and they hear his word, and in faith they do what he says, and suddenly, in this miraculous way, their nets are overflowing and their boats are sinking. And Peter responds, as I think any one of us would. He says this, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Peter hears these words of Jesus and this call to action and he heeds the call and he throws the nets in the water and something incredible happens. They catch more fish than they can handle. And Peter recognizes in this moment that there's something different about this man. This man, Jesus in front of them, he's not the one that's like every other teacher. He's not just like every other traveling preacher. No, this man is uniquely made. He's incredible in that when he speaks, the fish in the sea respond. All of creation listens to this man. Peter, he speaks and says, I am a sinner. Leave me, God. I am too sinful to be in your presence. Throughout the Old Testament, when God appears 
all of creation listens in response. When God appears, all of creation changes from one thing into something new. Peter recognizes that he's surely in the presence of God, or at least the presence of a man well-connected with God. And he recognizes that he himself is not a very good person. Now we can be tempted to see in Peter's response this holiness and this righteousness that from this point forward, Peter and the disciples, they get it all right and they figure it all out. That's not what the Gospels portray. In fact, this is only the starting point for these disciples, for these men who follow Jesus, who hear his words and begin to do it. Their starting point is experiencing him in such a way that they recognize he truly is unlike everyone else. We don't get it. We don't understand it. We won't always do it correctly, but we're going to follow. In fact, Jesus speaks these words of comfort afterwards. It says, uh, Peter, for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. It's easy to see our overwhelming circumstance and to be afraid. It's easy to see this power of God in front of us and to be afraid. To see the weight of our sin and our past and our failings, that we are ordinary men completely unable to do the things God has called us to do. And yet Jesus speaks, do not be afraid. See, when God calls us to join him on the work that he's doing, when he calls us to do something incredible, something extraordinary that you and I could never do in our ordinary power. It can be terrifying. God, am I able to do what you've asked of me? Can I faithfully serve you in this time? Can I be what you've asked me to be? Can I become who you're making me to become? God, can I truly do this? Behold the man who calls you and I who gives us purpose. He speaks to Peter. He says, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. From now on, I'm going to take this, this job of being a fisherman. And instead of seeking fish in the sea, you're going to catch men. People who are far from God, who are disconnected, who don't see themselves as worthy. You will be the one through whom I reach them. You will be the one who catches these men and women, those who are far, and draws them near. After this, when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. In Matthew, it reports that immediately they left their nets and they followed him. See, Peter and these other three, Peter and his friends, they see in Jesus' invitation something remarkable. We don't understand this man. We don't get him. We don't know all of who he is or what he teaches, but truly he teaches something that invites us into a purpose greater than we've ever had before. These men, along with eight others, they begin to follow Jesus for the next three years. They are what we call disciples of Jesus. You know, disciples are really fancy church word. We don't really use a whole lot today outside of the church. So let me break it down for you a little bit. These men become uh, followers of Jesus. They become learners of Jesus, students and imitators 
who begin to listen to all of his words and see all that he does and begin to try to be like him in every way. And often they totally blow it. To be a disciple of Jesus does not mean you get it right, does not mean you have all the answers, does not mean you know more than your neighbor. No, it means you look to Jesus and you hear his word and begin to do what he does. In 1 John, it says they will know that we are his by our love. They will know that we are his children, his disciples, his followers by the way in which we love one another. Peter and these other disciples, they immediately see Jesus for who he is. They hear this promise, do not be afraid, it will be okay. I'm going to give you a purpose far greater than you've ever had before. And immediately they respond and they follow him and they trust and say, we're in God, whatever it takes. And as they find out later, it ends up taking a lot more from them than they were prepared. It takes a lot more from them than they anticipated but it gives them more than they could have ever asked for. For you and for me in this season, as we behold the man who calls us to his purpose, as we behold the man who gives us a unique opportunity to not look at our past or our present, but a future he has created for us, as we behold the man who says, I will define you, not you. We get to experience a God who invites us in, Come and follow me. Do not be afraid of your circumstance. Do not be afraid of your situation. Do not be afraid of where you've been. Follow me. And like Peter and the other disciples, even in our lack of knowledge, in our lack of understanding, in our confusion, in our fear, even when we get it wrong, we can follow Jesus. And we can begin to hear his words and confess our sin and become like him. Loving others, loving our neighbors as ourselves, even more loving them as he has loved us, giving and doing whatever it takes that they might experience his love and connect with him and all of his power and his might. I know in the days and weeks to come, things will be challenging. I know some of you will probably, if you haven't already, will be temporarily laid off. And I know that some of you will actually be in a position to thrive in the days and weeks to come. You love working from home and you'll be really productive and things will be great. So here's what I want to encourage you. As a disciple of Jesus, one who's been called into a purpose of connecting the disconnected and loving those who are often forgotten, what does that love look like in this coming season? How do you begin to follow Jesus and say, whatever it takes, let me share your word and your power that through me others might see you are good and you are here even now. Will you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have called these disciples, that as we behold the man who gives us purpose, as we behold your son who invites us into something bigger than ourselves, God, we thank you that you do not just save this for the religious elite, the highly trained, uh, the well-experienced. You don't save this invitation for those who've gotten it all right. But you invite sinners like me, broken people who don't get it all right, who don't know all the answers, who often screw up. You invite us to trust you, to hear your word and to follow you. 
God, in this season, may we be hearers of your word and doers. May we look for opportunity to be like you as we love and serve the least of these, as we love and serve the most vulnerable, as we love and serve those who are hurting, and as we share with them the comfort you have to offer. May we, like Peter and these other disciples, leave everything to follow you. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we continue our worship today, we are going to collect an offering. Now, most Sundays, we collect an offering by passing a popcorn bucket. Uh, That's not going to happen today for several reasons, but specifically, uh, it's going to be hard to pass a bucket across all of our houses. Now, thankfully, over the last year, God has been equipping us for such a time as this. About a year ago, we transitioned to a different online giving platform that is simpler and cheaper for you and for the church. And this online giving platform allows us to continue to partner with God and the work that he's doing in and through the point, even when we're gathering at a distance. Now, many of you have already started giving online. This is normal for you, but some of you still prefer to give cash and check. Uh, We're working on ways that you can do that in the future, but for this week, if you would like to partner with us and and support the work God is doing through the point, uh, you can do so at thepointknox.com. Now, here's what I I have to say about this. If you're giving at thepointknox.com, your giving isn't so we can support our building or our programs or our plans. In fact, we as a church are meeting on Monday, the leadership, to re-examine our budget and to cut as many expenses as possible so that we can begin to prepare. We believe and we know, as we've already heard, some of you in this time are going to be hurting financially. Some of you in this time are going to be struggling financially. And some of you are doing just fine and are thriving. And so we are preparing to save every penny possible that for those of you who are hurting, we can be here to help. We can love and we can serve and we can help you experience Jesus in this hardship. So if you are prepared to partner with us today and support us, go to thepointknox.com, click on the little blue icon in the the bottom corner, and you can give your gift that way. Thank you so much for partnering with us. Thank you for joining us today on live stream. And I pray as we continue our worship that you would experience God wherever you are. Hey guys, thank you for joining us today as we gather differently. As we gather in this online setting, in a unique setting, thank you for being a part of this. Now, every Sunday, we invite questions to be texted in. We believe questions are a healthy part of faith and a healthy part of experiencing God. Today, uh, there weren't any questions that came in. I'm going to double check just in case. Oh, there's one. Hold on. Thank you. Uh, all right. So normally I have a chance to like preview these. So now I'm going to, you're going to get it live right now. Uh, I've been watching for a while now and I love what the point does. I want to believe. Metaphorically, I get it, and I believe in a greater power. I'm just having a hard time making myself believe in the theology in a literal sense. Help. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, Thank you for trusting us and giving us your time on a regular basis. Uh, There's some really difficult things about Jesus, about what we believe, that can be a real challenge. Uh, Most importantly, it can be really difficult to believe in a God who would suffer and die and then rise again. When we see challenges in the world around us, pain and suffering and all these hardships, there's a lot of places that can be hard to say, God, I don't get this. I don't understand it. 
So not knowing specifically what theology you're struggling with, I want you to know we believe it is okay to not believe what we believe. It is okay to say, I want to learn, help me to learn. In fact, most often, faith happens in those moments where we're least expecting. In those moments where we have questions and doubts and fears and we begin to talk about them and explore them and and study them with other people. In the days and weeks to come, uh, we're going to be doing a lot online to help you continue to explore God's Word with other people in virtual meetings and through devotions on social media. If you have specific theology questions you would like to talk through or or discuss, uh, I'm absolutely still available. We can meet one-on-one in a small setting uh, with social distance if you're comfortable with that. And we can meet over the phone or you can contact me at any time at pastoradam at thepointknox.com. And I would love to talk through some of these big points of theology and things that you don't believe or agree with or you're struggling to understand and let you know that it is okay to have a lot of questions. We really believe that's valuable. Now, unless there's another question that came in, that looks like everything. Okay. Uh, Church, just like every week, I want to leave you with a blessing. Before I do, I want to encourage you. If you found God's word to be encouraging today, will you take a moment and share this on social media? Send it to a friend. uh, Invite somebody else to hear what God is saying and to be a part of what he's doing. And if you're in need of any kind, if you are uh, losing your job or struggling financially or, or just need somebody to bring you some toilet paper or whatever other need, Will you let us know so that we can be here for you in this season to love you and care for you and to be like Jesus for you? Uh, thank you for joining us uh, today in this live stream. Receive today this blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he look upon you with favor and give you his peace. And wherever you go, may you go with the promise that you are his called to a purpose far bigger than yourself. Amen. Thank you for listening to one of our Sunday morning messages. If this message has made an impact in your life, please let us know. Simply fill out the Contact Us page on thepointknox.com. And if you'd like to be a part of supporting The Point Ministry, simply go to thepointknox.com forward slash support. Don't hesitate to contact us or join us in person every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. at the Regal Downtown West Cinema 8, located at 1640 Downtown West Boulevard. We pray this message has an impact in your life or at least makes it easy for you to connect with God where you are.